questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. And to welcome the new year. Whether you believe it or not, astrology is a modality that has been around for thousands of years. The ancient ones used it, and we still use it today. Perhaps it can open a small window into the future. Greetings, I'm your host, Mel Fabregas at Veritas Radio. If you want to listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. And if you want to get in touch with me, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. I always love to hear from you. And if you're into cryptocurrency or are planning to, I've added a very short statement at the end of the program that I think you'll find useful. And since we're open-minded here, and it has now become a tradition to open the year decoding the future with astrology, tonight's special guest is astrological and spiritual consultant Jeff Harmon. His website is jeffharmon.com, and he joins us directly from Los Angeles, California. Hello, Jeff. Welcome back, and Happy New Year. Oh, thanks for having me, Mel. It's always good to start the year with you. It's a tradition now. So what's at the tip of your spear right now at the beginning of the year, Jeff? Well, I mean, I'm still, you know, just just taking a deep breath after last year. And then when we look at the political scene, we look at the world scene and everyone polarized between the opinions. I don't think I've in my lifetime ever seen the world as staunchly opposed as it is now. I mean, everywhere I go, even in Los Angeles, if, if you are one party, you you are accepted. If you're not the right party, they hate your guts, you know. Um, and uh, it's it's I've never seen it quite like this. Have you? No, 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 absolutely not. And you are living in a place. I, I almost joked around when I introduce you saying Los Angeles. I almost said Los Angeles from the country of California because California behaves like its own country. It, it does. It's crazy. It's uh, sometimes it's been referred to as the land of the fruits and nuts. And uh, there may be some truth to that. <laughs> Today. Have really is... Fruits and nuts here in terms of agriculture. Right. Uh, but sometimes people get crazy. You know, I mean, it's it's been pretty bizarre to say the least. And folks, this is how fresh this interview is. Today, for the first time in history, the Dow Jones reached 25,000 points. And I believe it was the fastest 1,000 point ever achieved. And I I tell all the time, I deal in the S&P all the time, and the same thing. The last 1,000 points, just like this. And I know, I know this is a game. This is a pyramid scheme. This is... Legal gambling, I get that, but it's there, and it's helping the economy somehow, Somehow, even if you want to call it artificial. Is this something that's going to continue on an upward spiral, Jeff, or yes. are you seeing the opposite? No, I'm seeing it's going to go even higher. I think it's going to be a, just an absolute roller coaster ride. I, I really do. I think the... Um, I, I mean, I don't want to use numbers here, but I wouldn't be surprised if it hit 28 to 29. I, I really wouldn't. Um, I, I think it's entirely possible. And as you say, it's all a game of numbers. 
I mean, this, this is smoke and mirrors. And yet it's real too, because when we look at how subjective the markets are, how they're completely driven by emotion, expectation, and people being willing to take a bet on something. And what, what I see here coming up, the astrology, you know, ancient astrology isn't really predicting the future. It's much more looking at cycles and energies. And what I see here coming up is um, the, the, the equinoxes and solstice points were what were used. In other words, from Egypt, e Egypt forward, they had always cast charts when the sun ingressed in the spring equinox into Aries, then in the summer solstice into Cancer, and the fall equinox into Libra, and the winter solstice into Capricorn. Those are called the four cardinal points. And, you know, when I first got exposed to this stuff many years ago, I thought, well, come on, you know, how could this really show any energy? And I have to say they were correct. And I think why it's such an unprecedented time right now, and I, I've been saying this, you and I have talked about this for years now, we are heading into a new era, and this new era astrologically is marked by the winter solstice of 2020. Well, here it is, 2018. We are right on the on the crest of it, and I think we're going to see more polarization, more craziness going on. In fact, speaking about Donald Trump's chart, Donald Trump – I was certain was going to win the presidency because when he was really his only real opponent standing or left standing was Hillary. And when I looked at the primary directions and again, citing Egypt and, and India, those are the two places where this all seemed to rise up out of um, the, this ancient astrology. Um, the, the, the chart of Donald Trump was so strong using those techniques Versus Hillary's, there's absolutely no way I could see Hillary winning. In fact, interestingly enough, what's happening right now on the stage, of course, Steve Bannon is all over the news right now. Because no, we'll talk about Steve Bannon well, in a few minutes, sure. Yeah, exactly. But but Hillary is too. I call her Hillary um, because she just had a primary directed Saturn conjuncting the sun. Now, plain English on that. That's not an easy aspect. And what I love about primary directions is they can only happen once in a lifetime. They cannot happen twice because she'd have to live 360 years older to have this primary direction happen again, just, just to give you the gravity and significance of that. And just like conversely, Donald Trump had the primary directed sun conjuncting the ascendant. Now, that won't ever happen again in his lifetime. And I guarantee you, he won't be president again ever in his lifetime. It can only happen once. So these are huge, huge things. And look at what's happening. We're hearing all kinds of rumors bubbling that the email, the, the Uma Abedin and, and the email scandal may be reopened. We've got the Justice Department circling the fire. Jim Comey maybe possibly getting himself in the ringer here. So this is unprecedented stuff. And, and, uh, um, the, the astrology is indicating it. Trump has a, this primary directed Uranus conjuncting Mars between now and, interestingly enough, the 21st, which is the summer solstice of 2018. So if you think the news has been uh, colorful, 
we have seen nothing yet. I, I think it's just going to be a circus between now and this summer with, with that whole charade. Mueller, um, what we see going on with, with uh, Jim Comey, uh, Steve Bannon's just throwing more wood on the fire. It's just, it's just more speculation, and, and I don't think what he's saying is going to have any real gravity. But, but it's, it's going to be bizarre. That's what the astrology says between now and this summer. And we've, I wouldn't be surprised. Trump has to be very careful. You know, Uranus conjuncting Mars can be outright dangerous, um, and that could equal assassination attempts. It could equal him literally having physical danger, um, even though he's probably one of the best protected persons on the planet. Um, it's certainly the astrology is crazy. I, I told my wife, Camille, a story about 30 years ago. I had Uranus squaring Mars, and I was going to meet my father on, on a motorcycle trip. So I was in Wisconsin, and I'll never forget remembering what Uranus-Mars aspects are like. I was on the 894 bypass on a motorcycle. It was a touring bike, a Goldwing. And I remember this truck was in front of me, and a five-gallon can of paint flew off the back and a bunch of tools, and they're all pummeling my windshield and bouncing off my fairing. I'm going, oh my God, this is crazy. You know, I'm doing 65 miles an hour on a freeway. And then I thought, okay, well, I survived that. And that must be it. Hopefully it's over. So I pulled into a gas station up in Madison, Wisconsin, filled up, was getting back on the freeway and they had just painted the white lines on the on-ramp, but they forgot and they sanded, you know, they, they put that white sand on there and they forgot to put up cones and I hit it accelerating and the bike went back and forth and back and forth. And I ended up skidding out and thank God I didn't get hurt badly. I was just a little stunned up, but that's your square Mars. Well, this is Trump has the conjunction happening between now and this summer. So, you know, I, I, I can tell you it's going to be pretty bizarre at the least. I remember back in December 2008 when I did my first uh, interview, our economy had just crashed. You could see the despair in people's faces. Things are different now. And I'm looking at all the headlines as I said at the beginning, Dow 25,000. I expect the S&P to be 3,000 before the end of the year. 250,000 new jobs in December. Layoffs, the lowest since 1990. Yet, we still see, and again, I, I, I didn't want to make my shows political, and that's not my intent. I'm just providing what's out there. I talked about the left back in 2008. I'm talking about the right because they're in power now. But I'm looking at things Positively, things are happening to people that are getting jobs, they're employed, they're, they're making money, they can provide for their families. We see a brighter future when it comes to that. At the same time, you still see a lot of people that want to see him impeached, want to th see things go this south for the administration. Why do you think this continues to happen? Well, again, I, I, it's the you said it perfect. You just struck a chord when you said to me you started your first show in 2008 and the, the banks were crashing. That's a really interesting point you brought up. And I'll tell you why. And I've said this to you before. The astrology 9-11 happened exactly on the Saturn Uranus opposition. 
Then the square, and then, of course, that's 2001, right? Right in the summer of 2001. And then in 2008 to 2009, the banks crashed when Saturn and Pluto squared. Now, here's what's coming up, and this relates to why we're seeing the insanity right now. It's uh, Saturn and Pluto are going to conjunct. In 2019, in fact, precisely, it appears here, I got that date written down right here. It looks like it's going to be happening exactly on January 11th of 2020. So this is really close again in the spring of 2019. So even though we're talking about 2018, we have to realize astrology isn't just, oh, it's that day. These energies are in what we call an orb of influence. And we are, th- these are big, broad brush stro- strokes or cycles, if you will. So we are sitting in the shadow of this Saturn Pluto conjunction. Plus, more importantly, we are looking at a 240 year cycle ending and a new one beginning on the winter solstice of 2020. So when you back this up to 100,000 feet, you say, okay, well, wh- what's happening? The frenzy, the insanity, the the energy we're feeling right now, the polarization, that's, of course, if you engage in that consciousness, I like to throw that one in there too, because we all can step back and just rise above it too. But when you immerse in what I call the lower consciousness of society, it's insane. And I personally think, like George Carlin said, the owners love this stuff. I mean, look at the ratings it's causing and look at the circus we see in the media. I mean, never before have the media ever in, you know, when I say media, I'm throwing Fox News in there too. All of them are part of the the herd. And it's just insane. And, and this Saturn-Pluto conjunction is contributing to this. If, if I had to come up with a simple, plain English word, what does it mean, Saturn-Pluto conjunction? If you look at the glyph of Saturn, it's the cross over the crescent of the moon. In fact, I have a really interesting video coming out on YouTube, which speaks about the antiquity of the icons or glyphs of the planets. They actually come out of the... Uh, something called a doxology. It was added to the Lord's Prayer in Christianity in about the 3rd to 5th century, somewhere in that area. And it's very ancient. It comes from quite possibly the Adam and Eve story when, um, and I don't believe it's a story, I actually believe it's true, um, in the Bible, uh, where thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. All the glyphs come from that. So if you look at Saturn, it's this cross over the crescent of the moon. Pluto, even though I know the astronomers are moving it in and out of being a um, planet, of course, now they're going to put it back in, last I heard. Um, but in astrology, I find it's right on. And its glyph is the sun over the crescent of the moon, over the cross. Plain English, fascism. Absolute, outright fascism. This is where, you know, Hitler meets Mussolini meets fascism. It's just out and out tyranny. And always, like everything in the universe, action, opposite reaction, this is what we're seeing. Now, you mentioned the owners. I'm always thinking that maybe I discussed this with you even as prematurely as last year. I get this feeling that they really want Mike Pence, and they would go through anything to get him out there. Your take on that. 
I don't know. That's a good question. Um, and actually, I, I actually have a chart rolling right now. I think personally, Trump's going to survive. He's he's the guy who goes through the the intersection and there's a 12 car pileup, keeps on going and somehow comes out of the smoke and fire and survives. Um, but smoke and fire there shall be. Um, I, I would say. Wait, you said smoke and fire shall be, I guess. Are you looking at a possible war? Well, I think we're going to see some real trouble here. Um, and, and again, I don't like to contribute to fear porn, as they call it, because um, I'm very positive and I think the world's not going to end. I don't believe in that. Um, I, I think it will keep moving on. Uh, I'm a real fan of the report from Iron Mountain. I don't believe that was a hoax. And I think there's always been the war machine, the owners keep going because it's very profitable to keep going. It's it's like um, Rockefeller said, he makes more in one day of, uh, I think it was Rockefeller or Rothschild said, he makes more in one day of war than he does in years of peace. So, yeah, I, I do. And I think this thing with North Korea And I, I, I hope I'm right about this. I don't think it's going to get a lot of legs. Um, in other words, I don't think he's the formidable threat that the media is whipping up. I, I, I tend to think the bigger threat is the sleeper cells that are everywhere right now, um, more with Iran um, and the whole terrorist network that is out there. That one scares me a lot more, uh, especially when you look at what's happening with Israel. And the recent events, I, I don't think the moving the embassy there is that big a deal. I mean, come on, Israel's always had the capital be Jerusalem so for, for a long, long time. It, I think the acknowledgement of it is just adding more fuel to the fire. What it looks like to me, the astrology says here this summer, particularly uh, there's a Mars-Saturn conjunction, which happens every two years, but it's happening late spring, March into April. And That's coinciding with a lot of stuff coming up. I'm not saying North Korea isn't going to continue to be an issue, but look at we've already heard he's Kim Young Jong is now trying to open talks with the with the uh, the border of of South Korea. So already it shows forces maybe melting him more than you know the handing him more money like Bill Clinton and, and Obama did. I think that King Jong-un and all that dynasty is simply a puppet that's beneficial in the absence of a Cold War. If we didn't have a King Jong-un there, then what? Then we would be going towards Iran. And all these leaper cells and all these false flags, Las, Las Vegas and the rest of them. And believe me, I know people died there. It's not that it didn't happen. But who was behind it is the question. There are many unanswered questions. And all these leaper cells, every so often we see a shooting here, there a mass shooting there. In my opinion, this is all, the majority of them, are orchestrated to keep us at a state of war. I think you're right. I'd love to say that isn't true, but I think you're right. Um, there's pretty compelling evidence to that as well. In fact, I remember you were in contact with Camille, I think on Facebook. And I, when that Las Vegas thing happened, I was like, Oh my God, you know, how horrible. And I cast a chart on it and it really fits the reports that are happening. Like for instance, the investigation has probably been as 
untransparent as you can get. Um, it's it's been absolute insanity when you look at the way they followed evidence, the FBI handler that came in, and all the weird stuff that's been around that. Plus reports of helicopters and fire coming from different locations. You can't make this stuff up. I mean, you know what they say about rumors. They're usually true. And this one definitely sparks some real, real weird stuff. And and again, you know, George Carlin was right. You have owners. They own this place. And they're above, you know, we call it the deep state. We hear all these phrases being, you know, tossed in the air right now by the media and and, and Trump and various different people. But it's true. In, in fact, Eisenhower warned of this. Uh, he called it the industrial military complex. But I, I, I like George's phrase better, the owners, because that's really kind of what it is. It's it's very simple like that. I think they're they're some pretty evil dudes the owner of the plantation and we are the slaves or let's not give him too much power but about the las vegas shooting i may or may have not said this before but i'm in contact with somebody who knows people within those hotels and they have been talking they don't want to come out publicly because they all fear they're going to lose their jobs or worse but the technology was there the technology the x-ray technology Instead of having what you see at the airports, they have it right there at the entrance where they don't even have to stop you. If you have something that they determine to be questionable, security will be all over you. So for this guy, Paddock, to come in with this arsenal without being detected, there was a reason behind it. And I've said it before. Who's behind all of this? Well, you know the names already. I'm not going to repeat them. But... Look at what happened after 9-11. We have TSA. We have the Department of Homeland Security. Some people made billions of dollars in all these machines. And their goal was always, always to extend it to schools, to malls, to movie theaters, to hotels, so that you can truly have a private, private, I'm not saying public, private security state. You know, that's that's interesting because I agree with that. I really do. And I, I wish I didn't agree with that. Um, when you look at the future, um, this this new cycle, it's, it's interesting. George Washington, Benjamin Franklin especially, was really into astrology. I have lots of stuff on him. And the whole Masonic secret society, even though today may not be as outward on that, but the, the upper level guys like they were uh, Ebenezer Sibley, which is a gentleman who lived again right at that time in the 1700s. All astrologers today pretty much rely on some version of Ebenezer Sibley's chart. It's been dubbed the Sibley chart for the United States, which, again, is the signing of the Declaration of Independence, or at least the proposed time. And I find that chart is pretty darn accurate in terms of what's happening with it. And it it kind of fit with what just happened, whether it was Obama or whomever. We went through a really challenging and I, I think very sneaky period here the last five to eight years there, there was a lot put in um, not just by the Obama administration but a, a lot of the so-called deep state that's now being undone by Trump love him or hate him he has rubber stamped more executive orders to get rid of all these 
restrictions that have been put on. And I agree with people. Yeah, the environment needs to be saved. And yes, we need to protect people and all that. But this is we're seeing this effect right now in the the euphoric change in the stock market and in the jobs. I personally, again, I'm not pro Trump or against Trump. I just look at the astrology. Um, I've never met Donald Trump. I do have clients who actually do work with him. And every report I've heard is he's a really decent guy. He listens to people. He's not nearly as arrogant as they accuse him to be. And secondly, they say that uh, he's really smart. He, he he actually does let people strategize. Um, and he, that may be part of his undoing is, is that he has given people maybe a little bit too much rope. And Steve Bannon certainly seems to be one of them. And then, you know, they I I won't get into Bannon, but I personally think there's something going on there where he's um, doing what he's doing because he's profiting from it. Well, that's why they're calling him an opportunist. But isn't it interesting that all of this happened and yesterday there was a fire and the estate or actually the, the, the compound of the Clintons in Chappaqua? Isn't that interesting? Yep. I wonder if there was a server in that room or <laughs> something was being uh, uh, yep. shredded or burned. Yep. Uh, well, I mean, it's interesting what lengths these people will go to because um, it is, uh, you know, I believe in karma. I really do. In fact, what I love about Vedic astrology or Jyotisha, its actual real name is the science of the light of the soul. And I don't care what anybody says. You can call it the boomerang effect. In the West, we say what goes around comes around or you reap what you sow. Another word for it in Hebrew is tikkun. And of course, in the East, in Buddhism and and, in the Vedantic lore and Hinduism, they call it karma. Call it what you will. My opinion is we don't, we are not our astrology. We're experiencing the karmic effects of what we have done if you believe in the possibility of reincarnation and if you don't i still think we're reaping the effects of what the soul came here to cure and those folks who think that they can kill people get away with stuff like this or sell their souls literally to the devil for uh some short-term physical benefit is really uh, I, I think they're really fooling themselves. I, I see in Vedic astrology, they're, they're called yogas. They say the guardian angel actually waits for the appropriate time for conception, not birth, with the proper parents. You know, m- modern science will tell us we have genetics and we can trace all the stuff back, which is true. And it's absolutely right. Now. But I think it's so much deeper than that. Um, the soul appears to be connected to roots that are purifying and rectifying. And they say when the guardian angel actually ties the soul permanently to the body is that first breath. And that little mark we have between the nose and the upper lip makes us forget. So we can't remember. So we do operate with free will. So we're not our astrology. They say the angel ties us in at the appropriate time to experience the free will karmas that we have created and also that we are here to purify through the contacts, relationships, etc. So if that's true, and I believe it is, I wouldn't want the karma that some of these people create, you know, for temporary physical gain and pleasure, 
because it will come around. I, I've seen I've seen people born with stuff. I'm like, oh my god, you know, this is like hell. And I've seen like bliss as well. And, and you can't make this stuff up. It's, it's interesting. I'm thinking of how certain things that I ask you, you may not be able to link astrologically, but perhaps you can link it to the country per se. And I hope I'm not confusing you with this, but for example, I'm thinking of the deep state. I'm thinking of the sailor. You probably heard of the sailor uh, who was jailed for a year, you know, in, in, in federal prison, a U.S. Navy sailor, because he took some pictures inside of a nuclear submarine to show his family and future children. All of a sudden, boom, he goes to jail for one year. Yet, we have Huma Abedin with hundreds of thousands of emails. Several of them were classified. Passwords that were probably our enemies gain access to them. Hillary Clinton, Loretta Lynch, all these people, nothing happens to them. But yet, this guy who took some pictures, you know, yet that's that's illegal. I get that. But if he gets punishment, why can't these people get punishment? Why is our lady law, lady justice, really not blind for them? That's because they're above the law. You know, I, I'll tell you a quick story. And this is a true story. And I'm, I'm not going to say where this happened, but this is absolutely true. I know that there was a sheriff and some other very high level political people who were involved in bringing in some very illicit drugs. And what's interesting is the mayor of this town found out and so did uh, a number of other high ranking officials uh, in the police department. And they busted these guys and they said, you you resign, you get out of office or you're going to prison. Now, interesting, none of them went to prison. So they got to get out of jail free card. But they did have to resign and they did have to dissolve the issue. So if it's happening on a state county level like that, what, what do you think is going on in the Justice Department? I mean, my God, I mean, and other places. I mean, it's so transparent, the, the cover ups that were done in so many areas. And again, you know, I, I look at all this stuff and say, nothing's changed. It's like 9-11. It's like Nero burned a city. If you go back through history, which I love history because it's so rich with various different things. And I love the astrological books that I have. Some of them date back literally to 200, 300 BC, you know, Alexandria. And you read these stories, you go, God, human nature hasn't changed at all. So we got iPhones, we got internet, we got, you know, cars. Nothing's changed. You know, human nature still does what it does. It can be as divine as an angel and it can be as evil as a devil. And, um, you know, it's called karma. Don't you find it interesting that for the last what, eight years before, this administration. And again, folks, I, I don't want you to think, oh, Mel is turning into this right winger talking about all this stuff. Believe me, back in the, in the Obama administration days, I would hit the Bush administration and I would do it all the time. So I'm just looking at things as they are. But then you find it interesting that for the time of the last administration, and including, of course, Bush, Al-Qaeda was the word of the day. Then it was rebranded to ISIS. All of a sudden, in the last year, ISIS is just melting away. What took so little that for eight years Obama couldn't do? And does this mean that a new boogeyman is going to surface soon or a war is surfacing soon? Can you see in your charts if we have a world conflict taking place? Is that something that you can see 
Yeah, yeah, you can do that. The way to do that, I mean, what's great about interrogation astrology, you can pretty much look at anything. I mean, you really can. You can just cast a chart and you just, the key is you have to identify what it is you're specifically asking. So you're asking about a world war. Yes. I, I don't think I'm seeing a world war here as much as I'm seeing more conflicts that are very intense and over with relatively quick. Um, you mean regional conflicts with proxies? Yeah, that's more like it. Um, I, I don't, I don't think I see, you know, Russia and the U.S. nuking each other or, you know, China. It's, it's just not profitable. Um, and nobody'd win. Exactly. You know, when people talk about that and become so fearful, I don't see any nuclear war. That is a, nobody's going to win that. Well, logic would support that, but the chart does too. What I do get, and this is what's kind of creepy, you know, when you look at books like George Orwell or books like the report from Iron Mountain, and everyone's always had this fear of the future where we've got a camera rammed up every orifice and anything you do is tracked, watched, and monitored. This is what this is bringing in. And in a way, it's good because people who are honest, not doing anything wrong, don't have anything to worry about. However, it's like that. I always remember that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Remember, uh, what was it? Um, uh, Running Man. Remember where he yeah. they, they, they took the video and manipulated it and actually made him to cr commit a crime when he was that's exactly what he didn't want to do. You know, I mean, this kind of stuff in the future actually lends itself to some very high tech uh, monitoring of people. I still think it's going to turn out, and it always does, so much better than we think. Because fear always seems to be the gripping force that people psychologically go to. Uh, like, you know, we, we heard back in the 40s and 50s, remember, oh my God, it's going to be, you know, by 1984, the world will be so bad, you can't even live in it, you know, nuclear holocaust, all this stuff. And it never happens. I think we're going to hit an era and, and it just doesn't mean the winter solstice of 2020. And, and I, I've been mentioning that. I want to clarify that again. The, the, the Egyptians and the Masons and many secret societies knew, and I believe all this stuff came from the Archangel Ratziel, which is a, an ancient text that was given to Adam on angels and astrology, which is fascinating. It said there were cycles when Jupiter and Saturn would join, which they do every 20 years, but they, these are very specific positions. The last time this happened was the Industrial Revolution, which really commenced astrologically approximately 1702. Now, we know nothing in 1702 exactly happened, but actually it kind of did. There was steam came on the horizon. It was being developed. Electricity short afterwards, then mass production. A lot of metallurgy increased. Now, granted, it took 100 years. In the 1800s, we started seeing railroads and all these steamships and many, many, many other things coming through. And, of course, it was in full-fledged you know, advancement by the 1900s. Well, now we have a world where this next conjunction is in an air sign, and that's the first time it's done that in 240 years, the way it's doing it. And it makes almost like a Star of David pattern in its conjunctions. And the interesting thing is this brings in an explosion in technology. Now, if you look at it, 
it's already ready to happen. Look at the genetics. Look at the computers. Look at material sciences in general. I mean, it's mind-boggling what's out there. We've got cars that stop, you know, <laughs> for you. Well, flying cars are really a reality because of the computerization of vehicles. When you take a car that can be controlled and sense things, this is the birth of rapidly starting to move into flying vehicles. Because now, I mean, we can't drive on the road still without accidents with human control. But when you start putting advanced robotics and advanced uh, computer control in vehicles, flying cars is really a reality in the next 20, 30 years. And I think Trump is actually paving a financial foundation for this to happen. The, the way he's, he's building the economy. I'd like to talk about this more in a moment, but let me go back to what we were discussing, the nuclear weapons. This is why I think that the nuclear weapon concept, and I'm not saying that nuclear weapons do not exist, even though I have some questions, because when you think of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, you would think they should be almost like Chernobyl, but they're not. They have, you know, great cities, people living there without any types of cancer. So what did we drop there? Some people speculate that it was firebombs and we just call it a nuclear weapon in order for us to show the world that we had them. Yeah, I've and, heard that theory, yeah. Well, whether it's true or not, I don't know. But if we have those weapons, why do we have to lose 57,000 service members in Vietnam? Why do we have to fight Korea, China? Didn't have nuclear weapons until 1964. Afghanistan, we don't, there's no reason to be fighting these wars if we truly have a nuclear weapon. We say, hey, get in line or this is what's going to happen. But it doesn't happen. We just continue this, these perpetual wars. But now that's over with. Now you're mentioning robotics, flying cars and all that stuff. It's just a matter of time. Well, and genetics, I, I, genetics is, is going to blow our hair back. Oh, I mean, I'm glad you're mentioning that. Genetics, cloning. All that stuff, chimeras, what's going to happen in the future? Because I think people say we're going to lose a lot of our employment, a lot of uh, our, our, our workforce to robotics because, you know, it's one thing leads to another. We have the minimum wage going up in many, many places. You have in California, you have in, in Oregon, Washington, paying $15 an hour, and places are closing down left and right because of that. And the only way out would be robotics because what the government, especially your government there in California, I can see them taxing, (laughs) taxing the robots. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I know it's, it's going to be, I think, I think it's an exciting future. I really do. I'm, I'm optimistic. It also requires people to become more advanced. It's not going to run without people. People are going to have to also, I think, adjust and tune into this new world that's coming. And we already are. I mean, I look at just the iPhone alone and, and the Android. It's amazing what they do. And it's actually served us a lot. And I, I still think the future is much brighter than people say. The, the thing I'm most interested in, and, and I really believe, even though there's always forces of good and there's forces of evil, the good always wins. I, and I'm not being sappy here. I really believe that. If, if you take what's going on, like you take quantum physics and you take um, just physics in general, 
any anyone who has studied even basic physics will tell you everything here is made up of atoms, molecules, protons, neutrons, and neutrinos. And it's all just electrical energy held here. Well, if you go up above that in, in the real sacred sciences, it is believed that um, no matter what religion you are, first there's God, and then beneath that there's a class of three angels in this extremely high dimension. It, and they say there's 49 dimensions at least in there. And these angels actually order creation. Um, and quantum physicists like Claude Swanson, who is a very good friend of mine, and various other real technical guys who have crossed over now into believing, you know, there's no way all this order could be here by chance. You know, the chaos theory doesn't work for me, even though I think there is chaos and order comes through it. But what's creating the entire existence and sustenance of what we have is far beyond chance. And what I love about these hierarchies, and, and I always tell people, you're a soul having a physical experience. You're not your astrology. So why look at astrology? Why look at astrology for the world? Well, it's influences. It's the, the karmic, or if you want to say, it is the energy cycles that are happening, just like the weather. And these things are cyclic, and they act upon humanity and its consciousness where it is, which is always evolving. I mean, the world is completely different today than it was even a 100 years ago, completely. But we're still left with the same choices between good and evil, being honest, being dishonest, or taking advantage of one or not. You know, and, and everyone has their human nature. But what I love about looking at those models is it gives me hope for the future. And even though everyone always predicts the end of the world, remember the billboards we've seen? And, you know, I don't want to mention names, but I, I, I get it all the time. Oh, my God, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. Yeah, stuff happens. We're going to have I think we're going to see more extreme weather. I really do. I think the weather polarization is going to parallel what's happening in human consciousness. It, we're really at a point of intense polarization energetically. And I think that's mirrored by the Saturn-Jupiter conjunction, the Saturn-Pluto conjunction, and this whole ending of this era that's happening between now and the next few years. It's, it's huge. And the weather patterns look like they're going to continue to be bizarre. I mean, we should have gotten rain in California this year. We've gotten Almost nothing. And we just had the largest wildfires ever on record, ever. And even those fires are questionable. I know, I know, not everything is a conspiracy, Mel. I understand that. But I've seen a lot, a lot of pictures, and you have probably too, where you see these houses burnt to the ground, yet you see the trees standing, or you see a, uh, a restaurant completely burned and everything around it is completely, the, the vegetation, the cars are fine, but in the middle, there's the, the, the restaurant. So could it be directed energy weapons? What could it be? Well, you are right about that. Because I'll tell you, I, I had heard and seen, again, I, I love having my wife, Camille. She's like the... the uh, the, the media queen, she's all over the Internet yeah. and she always brings stuff to my attention. And you're exactly right. That was really questionable what happened up there in Northern California. I'm not so sure about the one here down more south by us. Well, we, we live in West Hills, Calabasas area right out by Malibu. So we're way north of Los Angeles. And but we're not that far north. 
when you start getting past Camarillo and then up into the uh, whole area of uh, Santa Barbara, that I, I actually think w- was another fire that wasn't caused that way. But you are exactly right, I think, about that fire that happened. I think, it, where was it? I think it was right up by um, Sacramento or something. Santa happens. Rosa. Santa Rosa, that's it. That was very questionable. Coincidentally, around that area, you have a lot of new marijuana plantations. So it makes you wonder. I mean, today we heard Attorney General Jeff Sessions saying that he's going to delegitimize uh, whatever President Obama did in order to to allow states to to proceed with the legalization of of cannabis. So it makes you wonder. God. Um, I, I I really I, I personally didn't think that was a great idea. Everybody's smoking pot now; they're all cross-eyed. But um, anyhow, um, yeah. But I, as long you know, they're if they're consenting adults, let them, this is a natural plant given by God. It was there. I think, and I'm not a pot smoker, folks. In case you wondered that, I'm always talking about this. But I think alcohol is much worse. Alcohol is responsible for breaking more families, for causing more car accidents and health problems and financial problems than cannabis could ever do. Well, that's probably true. Yeah, absolutely. The, the um, you know, getting back to what you were talking about before, if you don't mind, the, the, the weaponry the, yeah. and the nuclear weapons would I have actually had on good authority from certain people is we have laser beams right now on ships, on jets and satellites. They can knock stuff out. That's why this Kim Young Jung thing, I I mean if they if he ever really launched a nuke and they knew it was really going hot and coming after us, they'd knock that thing out. Absolutely. This was told to me years ago by Jay Widener. He told me years ago, he said, we have laser technology up there. All you need is one of those, you know, planes flying at 100,000 feet. And if they have any platforms, any missile to be launched, all we need to do is just drop that laser. And I think the reason why we don't hear lasers that much, Jeff, this is just my humble opinion, is because that technology is cheap. You throw, you just hit a laser, it's like Star Wars, and you obliterate a building. That doesn't cost that much. Now, you drop a a weapon, a, a bomb that costs a million dollars produced right here at Raytheon that costs a million dollars, and you substitute that with lasers, some people will be out of a job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, the lasers are not subject to wind drift or drop or mass or anything else. Exactly. Right there. And they've got that technology. They've had particle beams, lasers, and stuff we don't even know about for a long, long time. I could tell you some stories when I was up in Colorado, man. Oof, dude, uh, that's kind of eerie. Tesla country. Yep. I'm, I'm saying Tesla country. He was. He spent a lot yeah, of time in Colorado. Is, you bet. Oh, yeah, his lab was right in Colorado Springs, yeah. Exactly. So whatever else they probably uh, have hidden sequester from Tesla. We wouldn't know about that. The economy around the world. Let well, Hold on. Europe. A lot of people are writing to me saying, hey, Europe, do you see the European Union surviving in the next year or two or the next decade? Well, that's a good question. I'm looking at that right now. I now think for, for something it, so so conceptual like that, like the European Union, how do you just explain. I like to know how things tick. How do you put that in your chart? 
Well, okay, when you ask a question or anyone asks a question, the ascendant becomes the querent or who was ever asking the question. And in astrology, there's houses. These are called terrestrial houses. And as the Earth rotates, and I know a lot of people don't believe it does, but I do. Um, anyways, the, the point is, is that you we take which house you're asking about. Like when you ask about the European Union, well, that's the ninth house and it's also the seventh. So I look at the rulers of that. It's a, it's a, in a, uh, in a system that the Egyptians pretty much were the ones credited for, I think, um, solidifying is probably the best word. I don't think they created it, but it was most intact there and it went up. And, and that's the system I use is that type of astrology is much different than modern astrology. In fact, it's even a different zodiac, believe it or not. Um, it's it's based, in my opinion, on much more divinity. It looks like trouble. It looks like that um, they're going to try and keep it intact, but there's. I really think uh, Britain's going to vacate, and that's going to create a vacuum and a hole that's not going to be filled. And it looks like trouble. Um, it looks like it could implode. And what's going to cost that? Is it going to be Britain only, or are we talking about other... Country. I mean, because Germany, I don't know, they can continue this this agenda that they have. Yeah, France looks like they're. Uh, it's hard to call which who's who. Now, let me just see this here once. Um, it leans towards the major players. Uh, I would say Belgium is a possibility too. Um, Belgium, they, really? That's like almost like Washington D.C. for the European Union. I know that that looks like there's a lot of pressure points on that. It is. You're right about that. And it's funny you mentioned that because there's a lot of secrets connected with Belgium that were put together between World War One and World War Two, especially in World War Two. But, uh, yeah, know, um, the secrets to that. And that's directly tied in with Israel, too. The um, yeah, it, I, it looks to me I'm taking the seventh house as Europe. It's being attacked by Mars. There's forces to undermine it, and it may crumble. It, it may not completely dissolve, but I think we've got more players leaving that than just the UK, than just Britain. When you uh, say Mars, I'm always thinking Mars, the god of war. Is it war that you see? No, not as no, not not the way it's configured in the chart. It's conjuncting Jupiter, so um, that just means a lot of energy put forward to to making it break up. Um, see, that's the interesting thing about astrology is you can really see by geometry and the signifactors how they're juxtaposed and what houses they're in, whether it's likely to be war or if it's just a lot of energy. Mars is just energy. It's the force. And um, yeah, it looks like that. It, it looks like a lot of political unrest and more unraveling. I think more countries. I can't really see from this chart definitively who it's going to be, but I wouldn't be surprised if it isn't some of the northern Scandinavian countries coupled with Belgium, I, even though I know it's like the capital of the uh, – but there's forces here really breaking this up. I, I really think Trump, you know, love him or hate him, he's, he's, got, he's like a general. When I look at Trump's chart – he has one of the most unusual charts. He's got Leo rising, and the ruler of his ascendant in Vedic astrology is right up in the midheaven with Mars in the ascendant. The guy actually likes dissension. He, he actually likes it. 
he he's a fighter. He's almost like a general. He likes he likes getting in the ring and mixing it up. This is how he, he you know a lot of people say how can he take it all oh, the poor guy. I'm, I'm not so sure he really wasn't put in there to cause a lot of the new direction that's happening. Um, there's an old saying, the owners will create so many viewpoints. No one will ever figure out what they're really doing. You know, <laughs> Neil Kramer, one of our, our guests said it best the other day when we were discussing, you know, the way Trump deals with things like yesterday when he's talking to King John Un via twi Twitter, Twitter saying, you know, you have a button in your office. We'll have a bigger button that works. You know, these little things, I know they're not presidential, but what Neil said was, All the other politicians we've had until now are poker faces. They do a lot of stuff very diplomatically. But then you have Trump who just says it like it is. Would you rather have somebody who tells it like it is or somebody who says one thing as in you can keep your doctor and then before you know it, you're paying two, three, four times more and you lost your doctor? Well, I, I still, you know, I don't want to sound too conspiratorial either, Mel, because you and I both kind of know that stuff goes on. But my theories behind Obama was he has a very questionable past and a very questionable upbringing in terms of the agendas that were instituted there. And, um, you know, I, I, I know from reports I've heard that he clearly was groomed for that job. Oh, by the CIA. No, no question about it. Yeah. And the CIA is just the foot soldiers for the owners sometimes. It's it's like a game of charades. You guess where they are next because you'll never figure it out. Well, that's the thing. Now with, with Mueller and Comey maybe coming back to the spotlight and all these people. And again, I, I hate to be talking politics, but this is what's mad, what matters right now. Because in this world, we want to see the deep state go away. I think a lot of... if. If, and bear with me for a second, if the economy continues at a good pace, at a healthy pace, and we don't have any major wars that cause you know, our economy to, to, to go down again, because I remember exactly what happened after 9-11. And we, you know, even where I live, so many people left because of the wars and the economy. But right now, if this continues the way it is, can you see President Trump being reelected in 2020? I gotta say, and I know I'll get heat for this. I get hate mail. Will he I, even run, though? I get hate mail if I say anything positive about Trump. Literally, <laughs> get in line, get in line, Jeff. I mean, it's it's bizarre. I mean, I, I was just at a place in Malibu the other day talking to a guy. We just got along fabulously, and then he brought up how much he dislikes Trump, and I said, "Well, I actually like him." Guy wouldn't hardly oh, talk to. That's me. it. You, you triggered him. God, I'm like, okay, uh, but whatever, you know, I mean, the good news is this country has had virtual idiots running it and the country still marches forward and uh, they keep printing the money. And um, I, I personally think I, I got to say, do not underestimate Trump. He looks like he, if he survives past this summer, because they're going to try and impeach him, they're going to try and kill him. Um, I really believe that. I, I really do. Whether or not we ever get to hear about that on the mind control news is another issue. But I tell you, that guy's in grave danger between now and, and I'd say July. 
very grave danger. When you say grave danger, you mentioned he's the most protected person in the world. Well, so was JFK and so was the Pentagon. Right. Well, that's my point is, is if the owners don't, if he wasn't, trust me, they'll take him out if they want to. There's, there's nobody they can't get to, in my opinion. Um, Is this why, and again, I hate to even bring this up again because I discuss Israel all the time. I know wonderful people from Israel. It's a great country. But some of the people behind that country makes me wonder why we have to send so many billions of dollars to a country that can take care of itself. But with what's happening and Trump, do you think that he has to walk a fine line and a piece and say we're going to move our... our, our, what got uh, our embassy to Jerusalem and probably the only country in the world. Maybe I think Honduras is doing it too, or Guatemala actually. But the appeasement to keep Israel happy and is does this mean that he will continue moving forward with his agenda as long as he plays with Israel? I have to say, I can only tell you what the astrology says. The, astro- the astrology okay. says this guy meaning Trump, has a lot more support both internally in the country and by the owners than people think he does. That's what it leans towards. And to answer your question, is he likely to survive and make it to a second term? He could. I still think he's going to be even more hated. I I think they're going to try and impeach him. He may even actually end up in some kind of well, they've already filed, you know, people have already filed suits trying to impeach him, but they're not getting much, much leverage. And I don't think they will. If, if I'm reading this chart right, because you have to remember this kind of astrology, mundane astrology, which is questions about the world, presidents, emperors and rulers is very tricky and very detailed stuff. So I'm doing this live on the air. I would tell you, it looks like he survives it. And core America may elect them again. And I'm, I mean, I know if anybody hears this, especially in California, I will be swarmed by a fleet of Priuses. They'll beat me with hemp clubs, <laughs> say namaste, love and light, and drive away after they stone me. But, but I mean, I, I, I can just tell you what the chart says. And that's what it leans towards. This guy, it's, it's like what everybody said when he was running. Absolutely, this guy will never get in. He's not going to make it. He'll never make the primaries. Look where he is. Look where he is. And this is what I'm saying. He, Trump defies reality, or at least somebody's reality. And I think he's going to continue to do that if I'm reading this chart right. He does look like he's going to be profusely attacked. But again, like you and I were speaking, is he going to appease the right people at the top? The answer is yes. That's what it leads towards. And I'll tell you why I say that. Because, see, the people in America would be the ascendant. The resources of America is the second house. The president is the tenth house in any interrogation chart. This isn't your, his birth chart or anyone's birth chart. This is literally casting a chart for the moment. So the tenth house rules whoever is in power. And, of course, at this time, you're not asking about a judge or any other authority figure. You're asking about the president. And you're asking about the people. And the moon, which is the lord of the second in this, is trining Trump. Trump. 
Trump is Saturn, and he just went into his own sign, which tells me, um, see, if you read astrology, literally, it's very scientific. Everyone thinks astrology is a crystal ball, and you know, I've got a, a, a turban on back here. Actually, I don't. I've got a regular polo shirt on, and I'm sitting here with a cup of coffee and and uh, talking to you. And and it's very scientific. You you just read the geometry in the chart. Well, Trump's signifactor—that's what you call it—is Saturn. It just went into its own sign, and it's being trined by the Lord of the Second, which is the people's resources. Plain English. I think this guy is again gonna go through the 16 car pileup. All the shrap metal is gonna fly up in the air, and somehow he's gonna come out, which means he he survives and continues on. We have to take a one and only intermission, but when we come back, I want to discuss what's at play globally, and I want to go beyond, as we just did, go beyond 2018. What people? What matters to people? We're discussing the economy. We're discussing the possibilities of war. I'm hoping that none of that happens. We see the weather. I mean, people in the East Coast, my goodness, they have their... It's colder than ever there. So when you have Al Gore and his minions talk about global warming, and believe me, I want to treat this planet as this is our home. This is our mother. I see what's happening to the Amazon forest. We don't want that. At the same time, I don't want to be paying trillions of dollars that's going to pocket a few just so that we have half of a degree in temperature go down in the next 50 years. And people are buying that hood, line, and sinker. When we come back, let's discuss more. Jeff, how can people consult with you, your services? How do they get, get in touch with you? Well, the easiest way is, is through the email. You just email me at jeff at jeffharman.com. That's H-A-R-M-A-N.com, jeff at jeffharman.com. That's the easiest way. And you have a website with your services and so on for anybody who wants to browse through, right? Yes, and I have my amazing wife who is extremely good at, at dealing with people and explaining things, and she's, she's just wonderful. I couldn't do this without her. Awesome, Camille. All right. Folks, don't go anywhere. Much more to discuss with my friend Jeff Hartman when we come back. This is Mel Fabregas, and you are listening to Veritas on this first episode of 2018. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to the first part of this very important Veritas interview. To listen to the rest and all of our material, proceed to the members section or subscribe at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for MMS, Miracle Mineral Solution, Pure Organic Sulfur, and other great products. Thank you.